Previously on Polyamory. It's 7am, you've just come out of the rave. Ah! Everyone's exhausted, maybe got like a cup of coffee from a nearby... Oh, Please. you got me. I, I got confused between the reality and the fiction. <laughs> After a couple of days, you come to the first big cave. And you all know, cave like this, it's where people live. These are these are towns. These are, these are cities. Mm-hmm. But there's no lights on. And there's a sickly sweet smell. And anyone who's got dark vision... I do. ...can see destroyed buildings... During your investigation, one thing you do notice is you previously went to, I think it was Turtown, mm. after that had been hit, and there was that distinct smell of barbecue. There were, you know, slightly charred corpses everywhere. Yeah. There's none of that here. Are there no corpses at all? Not a body in sight. Mm. No bodies anywhere. And after a, a day or so more, you come across another big cave. Another... Huge, empty cave with not a bone amongst them, not a corpse, much the same, destroyed. Is that the barbecue smell this time, or just the sweet smell? There is a bit of the sweet smell. You can hear a a noise, like a humming, muttering noise. Oh, Mm. oh no. It sounds like a lot of people speaking all at once. Oh no. You can see what looks like someone very thin... Sitting on the floor in that sort of supplicant position, like on their knees, hands and knees, like bent right over, touching the floor with their hands outstretched. Oh, yeah, sort of uh, kneeling in like completely protestated uh, yeah. prayer. Head, like head touching the ground, arms straight out ahead. Amongst all of the sounds that you can hear, amongst all of the muttering and chanting from this dead piles of bones everywhere, mm-hmm. you hear the phrase. Father of Bones. As you approach the very centre of town, yeah, you are struggling not to trip over the constant piles of bones. Yeah, and there in the centre of town is this structure made of bones. Okay, it appears almost like just spikes pointing up towards the the centre of the roof of the cavern, and just surrounded by these piles of bones in in the prayer position. Can we enter the structure? Uh, it doesn't appear to have any form of entrance. I want to break this open. I want to meet Bone Daddy. Does Bone Daddy think? Have you tried brain thinking it? I tried brain thinking of Bone Daddy. So we've just abandoned calling it Father of Bones, have we? The chanting seems to get louder, and the the pile seems to unfold into this huge, horrifying structure with almost butterfly wings or uh, dragonfly wings. And it looks down upon you, and you roll initiative. Are we about to be punished by Dada? Oh, oh, oh. What's oh, the... why? It's a bone devil. Yeah, bone devil. It's coming down for another swoop. As it's about to just, like, claws just about to touch your face, the witch bolt connects, and it's just, pfft, dust. <laughs> That's and bad. all the skeletons, pfft, drop like... to the floor. I like to think there is about the distance between me and the skeleton as there would be if I was doing one of those uh, plasma balls. It's just a little layer of glass in between. It's like, <laughs> zap, 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 zap. It's raining dust. That was a person once. It's raining dust.
Hello, good evening, and welcome to Snow Monkey Radio and Curiosity Epidemics. Polly Aubrey! Woo! It's true. It, oh, it's so nice. I feel so relaxed. I can finally talk about the fact that Trash Boy and Mittens are in this show. Indeed, even though by the time people hear this, they'll be like, of course they are. They were back months ago. Exactly. But <laughs> that's that'll date this episode nicely. There you go. Yeah, we recorded this about when that episode aired. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm very glad that we can finally reveal that and stop beating around the bush. I mean, we weren't being subtle. No, but nobody knew about mittens. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, when last we left you, you had d- defeated the Bone Daddy. Oh, Bone Daddy. You'd been to Bone Town and you dealt with that. You dealt bones. with old daddy bones. Oh, old daddy bones. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad everyone got as boned as they wanted to, and not not a second more. So, no, I was down to like six HP. I could have done with being boned a little bit less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not consent to this. Less boning, please. <laughs> so you are trundling on through the underdark. I don't know if. Dusty's ever considered using a torch, or if Dee's ever admitted that maybe a torch would be nice, <laughs> or any form of light. I don't know. I'm I'm just very concerned that basically two people in this party have just gone the last two two days sitting on the edge of the of the the cart, going, uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> every every noise in the dark could be anything. We doubt though. I mean, just his entire life to this point has not been knowing what's happening, so. Just like, habit? La, 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 la. I, I think I think for the sake of the rest of the party, I think Romara's established some uh, torches at the back of the uh, nice. back of the cart, not the front. Blind you, that sort of light. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, you've cunningly placed light. You can have inspiration for that. Yeah, hooray! Oh. Cunning, cunning for me for the drivers behind me on their carts. So they can be like, it's like yeah. it's like you've got your high beams. beams. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing rear high beams, so it's fine. I've got superior half dark vision. This is a lot to deal with. Ah! <laughs> so you're trundling through the uh, underdark. You've finally started to get to towns that haven't been completely trashed. And people yeah. are starting to distribute themselves off into this. And uh, you've also passed a cave that you're very familiar with, with some little glowing mushrooms in. Oh, is this some... Um... This is where you went to Fairy Forest. Fairy Forest. A long, long time ago. It's not on now. Pardon? It's not on now. No? No. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I know these mushrooms. Yeah. With their glowingness. Okay. That that was the first place where I did any dab stuff, wasn't it? It was the first place you did any dab stuff. We have a bit of a nosy. Just be like, anyone anyone around here? Sure. That'd be a role for that of some kind? Uh, Yeah, just have an investigate. Investigate. Seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to use that inspiration to turn that into a 17. Okay. <laughs> um, so you can see that there is some kind of force field up around the crystal formation behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, the bar's not there at the moment, but you know you know roughly where it should be. Yeah. Obviously, no furnishings around here. It looks like they clean up after themselves very well. Oh, that's good. And they're very responsible rave doers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you, you're having little flashes in your memory of 
Hey, this is where we, we saw um the person teaching me dabbing. That's where the smoking area was. Yeah. Uh, that's a... where I passed out having done Purple Worm. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely was the majority of my time at that event. That's where Captain Simeon was playing all the instruments. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huh. It was a lovely time. You had yeah. a lovely time. And you, you, you briefly lost some of your powers as a result of your last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and anything here that, that I that could be a sign that could lead me towards like maybe maybe a person who taught me dab magic could teach me more dab magic. Nothing you can see here. No, they haven't left like their 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 wallet with accidentally with their ID and their home <laughs> address in it. If if found, please return to. Okay, is there anyone around here I can talk to that might know? No one around here. It looks like it's just. Just a, a cave to pass by. Okay, I guess we get back on the track for now. And so returning to the caravan with various people. A few people have, have talked about Reds, about heading to Reds as, as a place they knew. Some of these people have lost their home, so it's it's a thing, possibly some kind of refuge that they're talking about. Okay, can we ask them what it is? If you would like to. Hi, what's Reds? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to imagine that is exactly how Grobara starts the conversation. I mean, sorry, no, hello, I'm Grobara. I should probably have introduced myself. Uh, curious, what's Reds? Reds is uh, where I went to uh, to school for a bit to learn some some magical skills there. Yeah, cause it wasn't Reds at the time. It was like a proper magic school, but uh, Red moved in and uh, sort of. Took it over for the people. Who's Red? Old Reds. He's got a proper name, but we all just call him Old Reds. Weird old Noll fella, big beard and he's Shanker. Is this going to be a case where that's someone's like rave name and it's the person who taught me dab magic, maybe? Can I remember the description of the man who taught me dab magic? Uh, the man who taught you dab magic was a, uh, a slender human. Unusual for the Underdark. Ah. Uh, who was wearing a pink suit jacket, blue dungarees, and big stumpy boots that had uh, flowers painted on them. Can I ask the people who know about Reds if there's anyone fitting this description there? I mean, there certainly wasn't when I was at school there, but who knows? I mean, Reds has been looking after the place for a while. Okay. Magic school doesn't seem like a bad idea of a place to go and try and learn death magic. It's certainly got to be them a lot better than the last school you went to. <laughs> I mean, the last school, I was a bit out of it. <laughs> yes, and you were Susan Spud or Sally Spud. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, I was. Th- I thought I was thinking back to the the fairy forest. <laughs> yeah, not was not a good time to try and learn new things. It wasn't the best time. I mean, other than the experience of Brilmara. But you def- very definitely locked into your head. What the actions were, even if at that time you couldn't perform them. Yeah. So you had time to practice them later, which is why you have acquired the, some of the skills you have, such yeah. as Cure Wounds and Colour Splash. Yeah. Okay. Group, any objection to me nosying around magic school a bit? No. I think that's a great idea, Brilmara. So you're head off following the people that are heading towards Reds. Yes. Uh, do you, do you, uh, anything y'all want to chat about? On your way there. I know Bromara is crossing her fingers that her, the people that she might end up at school with would be more pleasant than the ones when she was Susan Spud. It's fucking kids. Oh, little Susan Spud. Um, do you ask if 
Dusty is sure Dusty wants to go to school. Yes. Um, and he sort of looks conspiratorially around. Like, Seidel's closer today, so Bromara's out of earshot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a subtle Seidel. It's it's like a pile of dirt just throwing itself in Dee's direction, but... <laughs> with the intent to Seidel. Bromara's, you know, driving the, the, the cart and not looking backwards because that's where the bright light is, so I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do you remember when we were with the chipmunks? And uh, we went to see the the bloke in the forest with the, the lovely rockery. Mm-hmm. It was a very lovely rockery. <laughs> it was a very lovely rockery, disembodied voice. <laughs> and Bromara uh, got all excited about talking to potatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, I really want to learn how to get her to talk to a potato. <laughs> D will smile and pat Dusty on the head. That's very sweet of you. Yeah, I've remembered it for a really long time as well. I'm pretty sure it's starting to hurt, and it points at a part of his skull. This bit, kind of sore, I think that's where the remembering is. Someone should tell science. Dee will give Dusty a kiss on the uh, head part. Kiss is better. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Just does a little purr and sort of somehow ends up sat underneath deep, just being the big spoon. <laughs> He's got his emotional support. He's very happy. Uh, and... just a teddy bear now. Just hug. <laughs> I mean, anything that Dusty can love will be teddy bear. <laughs> I think it's time that Bromara asks back to D. Um, D, anything that you want... We're doing a lot of stops on this road trip for me. Are there any any stops that you want to make while we're on the road trip? Any little sideways service stations you want to stop at, etc.? Sideways? No. Um... (laughs) Want to get a tasty rat at some point? (laughs) Oh, well, uh, you know, it's not a real road trip if we don't get a tasty rat. Yeah. Um, It's been quite the adventure with you all. And I've realized that we will get to meet some very interesting people. I hope to run across some gods again. And Dee's being a little bit coy with this. Um, But there's definitely a look, a mischievous look. Mm. Well, we probably will run across some gods again. And on a completely separate note... I do know you like a mischief. Me? No. Well, yeah, yeah, you. Bigger mischievous no. look. <laughs> <laughs> Romara takes a second to cotton on and, oh, you do know that you're mischievous. You're, you're being, okay. Just not saying it in front of the gods. <laughs> Dusty hasn't cottoned on at all. He's just sort of looking at the scrytome and looking back at D. Like, we've got Trash Boy's number. If you want to talk to a god, we just can. <laughs> but I like I, Trash Boy. <laughs> I, I think Romar is cottoned on enough to be like, you want to have a you want to have a role in whatever happens with the downfall of potential, maybe downfall of gods. Mm-hmm. At that moment, there is some, some ruckus up ahead. Oh no, not ruckus. <gasps> a, a small a small ruckus is occurring. Oh. It seems that no one can get through the tunnel ahead. 
and um, there is apparently some form of roadblock ahead going on. Hmm. Dusty's just gonna go and try and lift it. <laughs> okay, Dusty, you you get out the cart and go past the couple of carts in front of you, and there is a even for a halfling, a very small halfling, trying to push the back of a cart which is halfway through some doors, trying to push a very large metal cylinder thing through these doors. And and sitting not far from this scene is a multicoloured cat creature, some sort of quadruped, looking kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake. <gasps> Would this be a rainbow... Battle links. Battle links. You could describe it as a rainbow battle links, yes. Mm, I wonder who the character associated with that might be. Who could say? But whoever this dis- dis- disheveled looking half uh, uh, halfling is, they're currently trying to push a large cylinder on the back of a cart through a door that is clearly too small for it. Upon the realisation uh, that this is who it appears to be, Romara's going to go head over and hopefully be recognised. Uh, they are very busy trying to push this thing through the door. Romara will attempt to help push and then go, Hi! Oh, it's you in it. What rush me from me from uh, Crack Manor? Yes, hello! Hi! Um, can I do a strength roll to try and help push? Uh, you can. Okay. Am I any good at this? Eleven! The door is too small to get this thing through. I think the door's too small to get this through. Can Dusty help, TM? Dusty, give me an investigation roll. I was going to try strength to see if he was strong enough to defeat physics. <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled a seven on investigation. I think the plan still stands. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't see anything wrong with this. Just rolled a 13 on strength. Uh, there is a slight crunching sound oh, no. as, the, uh, as the front of this uh, cylinder thing uh, is slightly squished into the doorframe. Does anyone know engineering and structural integrity? Because I could blight the wall. Make no. the door bigger. What does blight do? Big damage. Oh, just damage, okay. It's big, big damage. So you just want to see if destroying this can, wall can will... I make a Can I make a hole in the wall that is essentially a bigger doorway that this can get through? Or... Would I bring down the cave system on top of us if I tried? And would you damage the thing that you're trying to push oh, yeah, through the door? What's, what's the thing you're trying to push through the door? How rough can we be with this? Well, I nicked it from uh, Oddman's. Yeah? Nicked it from the Nulls. Uh, don't know what they were doing with it, but it looked <gasps> oh, dangerous. Sh- oh, oh shit, we probably shouldn't damage this. I think I know what this might be. Yeah? Does it have any Is it kind worth of... anything? Um... It is to me. I've been on the lookout for this. Cool. Can we blow it up? Yes. I am on board with this plan. <laughs> but also it is mine. Okay, okay. If, is, is Upon some investigation, is there anything that would suggest this is the love bomb? Roll investigation. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for just like a big pink cartoon Valentine's Day heart somewhere on it. <laughs> uh, investigation, you say? Mm-hmm. 13. Having investigated as much as you can of this, because it's sort of wedged into a door, you can't see the front of it because it's on the front of the cart. Yeah. Um, but uh, at investigating around it, you think you can see a little hand-painted signature that says 
the Ilves. Okay. Right. IGH, LVS. Yeah, the High Elves. Mm. Who knows? Who could say? It could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> that little twinge of guilt. Um, can we get this backed out the way it came? Temporarily. Ramara, so no guilt. Uh, you could try. Uh, strength roll as a group. Uh, yeah, just so that we can, like, let people get past and people aren't a- don't stop and realise we have this. Nine. Just he gave it his old on the first try. Uh, four. Fifteen. Ellie rolls an eleven. That is a group victory, just about. <laughs> Yay. So you managed to unwedge it backwards. You've managed to unwedge it backwards. Okay. Um, and I should point out at this point, yes, this is Eleanor Finder. As usual, she's got a twig in her blonde hair that's all messy and sticks up in several different directions. She's wearing her little leather dungarees. She doesn't look like she's wearing much underneath it. She's got her, her twin hand axes sort of tucked into her belt. And the battle links is, of course, Sir Nomington Pawsworth. The beautiful rainbow battle links. That is her, her usually her mount. Previously seen on season one of Polyarmory. Yeah, I think it's been mentioned at some point in the season as well. Yeah, probably. Who can say? <laughs> yes, okay. <gasps> can, can we get this thing at the very least away from the main thoroughfare for a minute? Not really, it's quite a na- narrow pathway. Ooh, like, okay. you can, you can like, wave people past you now that it's not trying to do a left turn into a wall. Okay, so the knowledge we have about mm-hmm. this thing is if we set this off, it should kill Dendar. Potentially. I mean, you don't know that for certain. Okay. And do we know if it's safe to set it off, like, with people nearby, or do we need to get a distance away before we set it you off? You don't know that. Okay. All you know is that it's called the Spore Bomb, and that they were building it. Yeah. Yeah. Is the doorway just, like, stern? Uh, it's a large wooden uh, door set into a... I wouldn't say stone. It looks like sort of particulity. Like, this wasn't always as small an entrance as it has been, and they've sort of packed it out with whatever they could find. Hmm. Like, it's probably quite thick, yeah. but um, it's definitely not stone. So, how did you say you came upon this? I uh, nicked it from the Nulls. Obman's. Obman's not around no more, so, uh, yeah, you know, figured I'd have a nosy around one of the warehouses. Okay. There it was. Well, this thing has the power to basically make it so no one ever has nightmares again. Just eradicating nightmares as a concept is my understanding of this thing. So it's like Purple Worm? Yeah, what if Purple Worm, the nuclear weapon? Huh. I don't know what a nuclear weapon is. Uh, Neither do I. I don't know what I I even... But, yeah, I'll, all right, yeah. Uh, do you know anything about it beyond that? Not as much as I would like to know to know how to safely make use of it. We should probably ask Red. He's very smart about these things. Okay. I don't want to leave this unattended and Red's is on the other side of that doorway. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Duster We can wait is... with it. D offered to wait with the tin. <laughs> the tin. <laughs> Well, let's see if we can come up with any other ideas. What were you saying? Uh, Duster has gone on an adventure to try and find someone who knows how to do make small magic. What, like in large reduce? Like in large reduce. Yeah. Like in large reduce. 
Justin might not know what it's called, but he's got the idea. Has he advised us of this, or did he just wander? I mean, you probably heard him ask the closest people that were stood there watching and not casting that spell. Because I feel like he lacks the insight to realise that if they could, they would have. Dusty, do you want to investigate that wall again? Eleven! It's dirt and rocks. Well, pebbles. It's a sort of aggregate. I know a man who can do something with that. Yeah. As a as a dirt expert, I think you should be uh, should should be all right with that one for an eleven. Yeah, just is going to pretend to be cooler than he is. Is just going to lean on the wall, and the wall's <laughs> going to start just shifting and collapsing away behind him. See, this is better than my plan, which had been dimension door and being like, between me and Dee, are we strong enough to hold this bomb to teleport it? <laughs> I have been thinking dimension door, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be able to carry items that you're going to teleport with you. Oh, goodness. Uh, there's like, between me and Dee, do we have the carry capacity? No. no. <laughs> oh, now I'm imagining while this, like, well, if I pick this end up and you pick that end up, and if we both cast at the same time, can we make a wider door? And behind what? you, the doorway's just melting. <laughs> Do, yeah, it's like, well, if all four of us carry it, could we could we lift it as a four, maybe? And then two of us use Dimension Door to bring the other two with us? Uh, the, 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 at this point, the wall has been structurally altered enough that the door has just sort of fallen flat on the floor. Structurally. Uh, we turn around. <gasps> oh. Dusty! Thank you, Dusty. You saved us having to do carrying maths. <laughs> oh, fuck it, hell. I'm sorry, love. If I realised there was maths, I'd have been quicker. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll get someone to fix the door later. Anyway, let's get this in. Uh, Come on, Nummy. Before we do, do we have anything, any of us, that we can use to disguise what this is? Because it feels like a big thing to be just wandering around with. Um, Dee's got a disguise kit. Disguise kit. Maybe you could stick like a moustache on it or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Monsieur Vessel. <laughs> oh. Also, on my character sheet, Dusty has some tuna. I imagine at this point it's closer to tuna jerky. I mean, it's in a tin, so you got it from the cat food store from um, when you saved saved people from the musical cats. Uh, as long as it's okay with Eleanor, Dusty is going to go and introduce himself to the Battle Links. <laughs> You're right there. It looks a bit world-weary. Oh, yeah, I get it. You're oh. fucking beautiful, though. Would it be okay if I gave you some food and or a pet? Uh, Nomi seems to think about this for a moment and then does you a little nuzzle on the oh. leg. Dusty gives cats excellent scritches and also some tuna. Yay! Uh, you have made a new friend. I would kill for this new Until friend. Until they, they are, are hungry fluffy. again. <laughs> That's okay, I've still got another can of tuna. <laughs> okay, are you heading in? Or are you putting a moustache on this thing? And oh, putting yes. a Reg- on the thing. Regardless of efficacy, D wants to put the moustache on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one will ever recognise me. Hercule the tin. <laughs> um, I think Romar is thinking of doing a bit of a colour splash on it and be like, oh, it's a... It's a very big uh, hippie speaker for a music venue. Yep. Wink. Have an entire eye. She's colour splashed the words like definitely a speaker onto the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And then, the moustache is ironic. 
I see. It looks like a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> so you take the uh, the vessel inside, the spore bomb inside, and and Ellie goes to sort of pop it in like a, a shed. I'm thinking I'm going to put the immovable rod behind it to stop it from being physically able to be moved out the way. Cunning. Like, just so that even if someone does find it, it's it's got the parking brake on. Okay. You realise <laughs> if somebody finds the parking brake, they'll just turn it off. Oh, they can turn off my immovable rod? Yes. Oh, I thought... It's just I... a button. <laughs> oh, I thought, like, that was the thing I had control over. No, it's oh. just a button. Oh, okay, I don't do that. What if you tape the button down, though? <sighs> it will move very, very slowly uh, as it toggles constantly. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I retract my what I thought was a smart idea. You press the button again and then remove the yes. smart idea, Rod. Okay. Dusty's going to bury the door slightly just to make it a fucking inconvenience. Oof. People hate that. They do. You've got to mm-hmm. be very motivated to inconvenience yourself. Ramara's going to colour splash do not enter zombies or something in in painted text on the door. So you find yourself in a large courtyard in front of a very grand old looking building. Like the architectural style is very classic. Uh, Not something you would expect to see. It looks even older than Croke Manor. Although you get the impression that perhaps Croke Manor was built to look old rather than actually being old. Mm. Like an American castle. Yeah. Um, Call down. <laughs> you know it's true, though. Yes. <laughs> there there appears to have once been some kind of crest above the door. I think it maybe involved griffins. Now it seems to be a, uh, a just the face of a cat in multiple colours next to some kind of crudely constructed tower? Guillotine, maybe? Some kind of construction. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, Ellie appears to be walking back towards the main entrance. You come in. Yep, yep, come in, come in. Uh, as you, you head in, you are almost bumped into by a familiar face. <gasps> All right, Brilmara. That's a very snazzy hat. Is this, uh... This is Aaron. Aaron! Who we mentioned earlier somehow. Oh, heck, Aaron. All right, Brilmara, you found the hat then. Yes, I did. Were you expecting me to find the hat? Well, I mean, you've got the tattoo, right? So you're supposed to find the hat? Yeah, can you tell me more about what the fuck is going on with the hat? I don't entirely know what's going on with the hat. Ah, you did not find the instruction manual with it. I did not find the instruction manual for the hat. No, I don't think there was one, I'll be honest. Maybe a washing tag or something like that. Nothing special. Um, yeah, you're, like, the chosen one. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, you could have written that on the hat. Someone could have written that on the I hat. I didn't make the hat. <laughs> this is the galaxy snapback. The galaxy snapback? Yeah, the snazzy hat. The snazzy hat. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, obviously, you've got to complete your training and stuff. And then, you know, maybe you'll uh, be able to summon, like, oh, oh, hi, how do? A what, what? Oh, hi, how do? Oh, hi, how do? Yeah, it's supposed to be your steed in the ultimate battle thing. You know, all of that stuff. Prophecy. That's a prophecy. Yeah. That's, er, a, that's a prophecy. Yeah, you're going to be like the most powerful dab wizard in all creation. 
Lots of rainbows. Damn it was a thing I learned at a rave before I got really high and passed out. Yeah, I remember teaching you all about it. Yeah. Dusty's just nodding proudly in the background like there was never any doubt in his mind that if she wanted to be, Brilmara could have been the best dab wizard in the world. Are you Are you sure that it's not like someone in the team with me, like one of these two? Uh, he something. takes your uh, takes you at your arm by the wrist and points at the tattoo. That right there is a glimmer. You are Muad Dab. If and you, you're wearing the snazzy hat Dabarak. If you look at Dusty's arm real close, there's a cluster of bits of uh, dark, slightly darker than the rest of it that kind of look like that. It's lovely to meet you, Dusty. You <laughs> are Muad Dab. The Dab Messiah. The Chosen One. Prophesized. Is there a book on this or something I can read and sit and take this in for a minute? Because this is a lot. Well, I can certainly help with the actual dabbing bits, but Old Red will probably be able to, you know, give you, like, a few hints here and there. He knows more of the lore and was here when this was still a school. Okay. Now it's more of a workers' cooperative. Okay. Can I come back... After I've had the law dump and maybe asked about what to do about something I need to deal with maybe before I do this. Sure, you know. I, I mean, you are the chosen one. I guess the prophecy just waits for you. <laughs> it happens when you happen to make it happen. That's, 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 Dusty D help. This is a lot. Would you like a hug? Yes. Let's, let's have one of your, 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 your stress rolls. That's a, that's a 15. Well done. You're doing very well at this. <laughs> You haven't had a problem with anything for a while. I'm, I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. Uh, so you got a very lovely oxytocin-filled hug uh, from from Aaron. Br- Bromara looks to Dean Dusty in a sort of, please join this hug. This is a lot. Dusty's just impressed about the mount's name. When you're riding it, you're going to be top of the morning. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, after some Confusion and stunned silence. I think Bromara's gonna gonna go. I'm willing to entertain the notion this is a thing. I feel like there is definitely if there's a prophecy, there's a thing I probably have to do before I can come learn anything else. There's a thing that feels like in a narrative it would be a roadblock to the success of a prophecy if one exists. Okay, um, I'll gonna go talk to Red. If that's all right. Sure thing, you know. Ellie has uh, sparked up some dove leaf, passed it to Aaron. Aaron offers it to you before you leave. Romara has a little bit. Had <laughs> you pass it back to them or around your group or what? <laughs> I-, I offer it to the other two. I don't know if they're <laughs> as in need of it as I am right now. Just is not in need of it. He's just reassuring you that you don't have to do any prophecies if you don't want. I mean, well, I mean, I-, I do like to be powerful, but also that's a lot of pressure. But also, that is a potential way out of a situation that was... Timing has occurred. Things have happened in timing with each other. I mean, that's kind of how prophecies work, isn't it? Yeah. All sort of comes together at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Bromara's basically just sat here like, Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the whole the whole trying to kill Dendar maybe by setting off the spore bomb thing. That's gonna have to fucking happen, huh? That's no longer just a thing that's... Uh, hypothetical that Bromara keeps telling herself she do. It's like, oh, i got to do it now. Go, go, go see Red. Go, 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 go see Red. Go see Red. Go see Red. So Ellie uh, takes her smoke back 
um, as a couple of pulls, hands it off to Aaron and leads you through the building. Uh, there's this huge grand staircase. It's uh, like big oak stairs. It's very like impressive. Uh, but she does not lead you up the stairs to the top of this grand building. Uh, she leads you to the little cupboard under the stairs. She knocks on the door and there's like a... Is that yes or what? Yes, come in. She opens the door and there is this, in this tiny little cubby. There's like a, a, a big soft armchair. And it looks like this is the, the smallest reading nook ever. Uh, there There is a, a, an old, like shrunken from age null. With this huge, wild, bushy beard. And, and long, bushy, white, grey hair, salt and pepper hair poking out from under a yashanka. They've basically surrounded themselves with soft furnishings and books. Mm. What can I do for you, Ellie? What do you want? Did you get the thing you were looking for? Yeah, it was, uh, I got the thing. This lot, reckon I know what it is. Some kind of bomb. Uh, hi. Hi. Um. And what is your name, uh, My name is Romara. I have a tattoo and a hat, and apparently you can tell me stuff about that. Also, we think we have a spore bomb. This is a lot to take in. Um, yeah, you're telling me it's a lot to take in, right? He, he reaches over to, like, the one side of the chair and, and pulls out little stools to hand into the hallway so that you can all sit down if you <laughs> oh, want. Oh, yes, please. Stool time. <laughs> um, and he takes a swig from a little hip flask uh, and offers it round. Romero, I think, is good after the dove leaf. Just... <sighs> D, Dusty? D will maintain... D feels like they need to be clear of mind right now to support Brilmara. <laughs> yeah, just is on emotional support, Dusty Jewett. Mm-hmm. Suit yourselves. He's very good. I'm sure. And has, has another uh, quick nip. T- tell you what, I might have a bit after all of this. Sure, sure. Where where we start? Where where you want to start? So apparently there's prophecy. Did the, Yes. The, let me see... And he's sort of thumbing through books. There appears to be like a little shelf just above the door. Oh. Like all of it, uh, he squeezes himself into this tiny space and fills it with books. That sounds adorable. I want one. <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> a little book nook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he grabs it and um, grabs a book down, has a flick through, and it appears to be like a, a like a, a diary of notes, like hmm. someone's personal note taking, as opposed to a proper printed book yeah like yeah prophecy prophecy so you have the hats yep that's good um you lost powers at some point yes no power yes yes yep okay uh chosen one rejected by parents yeah yes yes do that um big change in life yeah yes um some problems with relationships Hmm, okay, okay. Lots of danger? Yes. Okay. Turn left at genocide. Do you turn left at genocide? Good, good go. Good go. Just, just about. Alright. So, you kill God, summon the big one, and then you fight the different God. Much more powerful, it says here. Okay, so I fight, I kill one God before I do anything. Mm, Yeah. I mean, you, there's learning and stuff, but, you know, we are magic school, sort of. We are workers' cooperative, but 
people here can't teach you magic if you are inclined to learn. So, I'm just going to address this as quickly and uh, simply as I can. I have maybe the resources and ability to maybe kill a god if I know how to do it right. I will probably not have powers, but this seems like a place that could teach me... So you that have that the hat. You have the tattoo. Yes. Okay, you can you can have power still. Different power, but very strong still. Okay, so... No fear. Yeah, yeah. Funny you should say that. I don't know how long, uh, how, how close an eye the, the, uh, the fear base, the nightmare-based snake god is paying attention to me right now, but that's ball ball. Oh, good point. And he just does a little... Oh, you can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, um, we teach illegal magic here. It's not your class or whatever. Fuck it, we teach you. Yay! It's a workers' cooperative, so you know we don't care, we don't care about that. Oh, only druid can learn this. Only you know, only warlock can learn this. If you want to learn a magic, someone here can teach you a magic. I like this school. Not S- too fancy here. No. Okay, so that's ball bomb. Is a bomb made of essentially purple one that could stop everyone having nightmares? Oh, and that shit is the bomb. I've yeah. that this is yeah, very good. No more nightmares. Yeah, so we think that maybe we can just eradicate the concept of nightmares and with it Dendar, maybe? How big is this bomb? You would need bomb sizes of city to do a whole planet. How, how big is the one we've got? Um, It's about 15 foot across. And maybe 20 foot long. It's a sort of metal cylinder. Okay. With a slightly crunched in bit at one end okay. where it was attemptedly squeezed through a door. Okay, well not that big. Could I try and take this directly to Dendar? Would that work? Maybe that would help if you could get Dendar near to where you put bomb. I mean, you would need to trick a god into doing something... <gasps> Probably not safe to do that, Tri- generally trickery, speaking. Trickery? Trickery? We've got someone that's good at trickery. These these ears are twitching. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. How you move ears independently. <laughs> they will shift like the ears. Yeah. Um, you are ve- oh, very clever. Yeah. I so, like you. You are good for So as far as Dendar knows, I am here to stop that bomb ever getting used, but I think we should use it on Dendar, maybe, so that... So what you're saying is best, perhaps, if Dendar does not see you with bomb, uh, sees other people operating bomb, and somehow is uh, put somewhere but specific... I've got runes, I can do that. Okay, so you could put uh, someone, Dendar, somehow, if you could get Dendar to come to you. Because remember, you're not sending power through into the cave, I don't think. I I know I did that once. I scared the shit out of someone in in a bar. Okay, the the Celestial Tavern, I scared the shit out of some people. Why have you been to Celestial Tavern? Uh, we we were there. We're trying to help a god of chips to be... Get rid of her hangover. Got a hangover okay. to be less... Uh, she wanted chips. It was a lot. We've had a long journey. This is Pussmir. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Likes a drink. Yeah, we learned that. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, we got Dendar to come out of a portal to scare the shit out of someone. Okay, so we need some way to trick Dendar out of portal. Yeah. 
while uh, and you have to be out of the way because Dendar will obviously, as you are a servant thereof, will be able to take from your mind how you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need some kind of magical amplifier for power of sportball. Yeah. I mean, crystal is probably best thing for sportball. Do you have, say, huge uh, crystal that you could uh, fire this out of? Yes, there's a force field around it, but there is one. How big is crystal? It's pretty big crystal, if I remember right. It's pretty big crystal, isn't it? Um, it's it's quite long. Yeah. It's probably about fifty foot long that you can see where it's starting to form the crystal. Okay. But it's it's like um like two or three inches thick. Yeah, it clumps in places, but I I ask Red if that's enough. We would probably need huge village sized crystal, at least, if not city. Uh, what about the one in the capital? In Groibon? Yeah, if... Eh, it's probably too solid, though. It's, uh... I mean, you need to get the bomb inside. Do you think you can huddle a hollow at this crystal? Oh, there's a big fucking spider in it. That's fine. Oh, there is hole already? Okay, well then, I guess... No, it's I full guess... of spiders. Okay, well, he's full of spiders. Perhaps you can get them to help you move it up into crystal and then you uh, set off and I mean you would certainly amplify across most of planet that crystal uh, goes above and below ground you know. Okay so we would need some way of tricking Dendar into coming above the surface in Groibon. How far are we from Groibon from here? Day or so. Okay. Okay. D, any thoughts on how we would Trick Demdar above ground. Doesn't have to be above ground. Oh, uh, All you've been told is that it will fire above and below because the sorry, crystal has I, um, some protuberance yes, above ground. I, I, my poor wording. When I say above ground, I did not mean actual surface of the planet. I meant uh, out of the portal. Out of the portal. Physically into this realm. I see. Out of out of their own plane. Yeah. The one that comes to mind is dependent on if she can be fooled by a disguise an elaborate one would we'll have to be very good disguise can d practice polymorphing into bromara like now uh if you've got the spell slots for it yeah i have the uh domain spell i thought you were a changeling yeah but uh i can't d can't go more than one foot shorter or taller than they are yeah biologically um, pl- Plus, polymorph is more, uh, it's harder to detect that it's a forgery, I believe. It's, uh, yeah, it's an entirely new form. Yeah, you physically change rather than just do a hologram over yourself. Yes. Okay. Uh, what's your spellcasting modifier? Um, six. Uh, I meant which, um... Oh, wisdom. Uh, roll me a wisdom roll. Twenty-five. That is very impressive. That is a pixel-perfect Bromara, tattoo and all. Perhaps you instead are Muad'Dab. <gasps> oh no, I've lost the prophecy already. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but I don't have the hat. Bromara puts the hat on me. No! <laughs> <laughs> 
what happened next? You switch each other around a few times and I have to guess who is the real one and maybe I have crossbow pointed at you both. <laughs> oh, it's like the shows on the thing. Before the, the Scry Network went down. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, before the Scry Network down. I used to watch on little Quibi thing. Oh, they had Quibi in the, in the <laughs> Yep, they had Quibi. Okay, I take the hat back. Um, See, so yeah... What what's your plan looking like me? Well, if I can serve as a suitable distraction to after a summoning, hmm, that's about as far as I got. Some of these plans are very improv. <laughs> I thoughts I've had are: mm-hmm. what if we entice Dendar out with the 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 suggestion of we're going to scare an entire city's worth of people? Like we we set this up as. Ooh, um, a feast. Yeah. A feast of fear. That all of these people... Ah, uh, we've got a whole group of people who are so relieved to be back after a huge pil- pilgrimage and journey. It's been such a long way, and they're finally back to civilization, which is the perfect time to scare them shitless. If we if we use the caravan as bait... Fright fest. Yes. Yeah. A lot of very newly relieved people. That wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to come out of a portal and terrify them? Right next to this big, beautiful symbol of hope, this big crystal that you just terrify them. It's like, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Ah! <laughs> Does it seem like a plan that would work? I'm not the I'm not the trickery person. I think that well, I'm D is the tricky person, but D also is not very familiar with Dendar. What What did Dendar want me to do with this bomb? Just destroy it so that there was no risk of any more people not being able to have nightmares. Yeah. Maybe. So for it to be a very good lure, there should be a lot of compelling reasons. At least a few. If (gasps) we were to tell Dendar that you found it and were destroying it, we could even create a fake to destroy with her. Create a fake to destroy with her there and also have Fright Fest. I I had a thought. Mm -hmm. Just a separate thought to throw in the mix. Tell Dendar that we know where the bomb is and that the most fitting punishment for the people who who are trying to use the bomb is to scare them shitless and to you to be like, hey, Dendar, don't you want to come out and terrify these people who, you know, almost ruined all your plans? Yes. What a fitting punishment. All at once. And then, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to work out if we can fit that into the... make this all into one coherent plan. So, have Dendar come out, cause people who have just been relieved to be terrified that they will never ever be safe by seeing the God of Nightmares come out from a portal and destroy a fake of the bomb that would stop them ever having to face a nightmare again. And then the real one in the crystal above Detonates. Okay. So fake bomb and prospect of big group of people to terrify with a fake Bromara, I will summon the portal and then fucking dimension door the fuck out of there. Get as far away as I can so that Dendar doesn't have a moment to realise, wait a second, something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And to glance into my head right, right then and there to see what it is. I mean, Shirley, oh. Shirley, we should have Dusty on standing in front of you, because anyone who's glanced into that head, it's just an empty library. 
Sorry, I was being silly. Go on. No. Red, does this seem like a plan that would successfully kill a god? You seem to know a lot. One of you would probably have to be there to entice Dendar. One would have to be to set off the bomb. Only problem is perhaps best person to do both is you, Brumar. Well... If you could maybe get Dendar, and then as soon as Dendar arrives, you have uh, your decoy. Yeah. And you go out and deal with bomb while decoy deals with the uh, yeah. the big snake. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So if D, if you're happy to be the decoy... Ah, oh, decoy. I like it. <laughs> Finger guns. Decoy. <laughs> um, I will make the portal, and then dimension door... Into the spider realm to go activate the spore bomb. See what we got a plan? It's as good a plan as any. Okay. Uh, I will come back because apparently there's a prophecy and I'm probably going to have no magic when I come back, or very limited magic, if this works. So I'm going to need some help, if that's okay. We teach you whatever you want to learn here. It's uh, kind of our thing. Okay, well You should then... probably take rest. I suspect that some of you have used spell slots today. Yes, yes we have, and I feel like we're going to need them. <laughs> okay, well, I will see you later. I will leave you with Ellie, she will deal with this. Uh, I can have stools back, please. Oh, uh, yep, there you go. And he gathers all the stools back in, into their little cubby. Okay, see you later, and pulls the door. It's got, it's got a little rope on the inside, so you can reach it from a bit further and pull it in. Yeah. And so so he, he pulls it shut. Oh. And he, he's back in his little reading nook on his own. Right. And at that moment, Dusty, something wet and earthy kind of splats into you. Like, it was running down the hallway towards you. And then it sort of splattered into you at about tummy height. Um, and there seems to be some student-looking people running down the hall after it. Dusty immediately cuddles whatever it is to himself, in case it is small and afraid. Um, it makes little gurgling noises. Oh, what is it? Uh, it's sort of wet and earthy, and it's got sort of roots poking out of it, and you're pretty sure there's some earthworms in here. Is it a living potato? Oh, thank <laughs> God you caught it. Come on, back to class, Pete. And the two students sort of hold out hands. And one of them has a net <laughs> to try and take this small, four-limbed creature. Oh, this is fucking adorable. Uh, what is it? Honestly, kind of an accident, yeah? What do you mean, an accident? We had some earth and some experimental magic. And the two maybe had a little bit of a thing. And now, Pete. 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 It's sort of wet and earthy. Oh, Pete's a type of soil. <laughs> I fucking love this. This is Dusty's baby now. If he gets any say over it. Oh my god. Sorry, that took me too long. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, it doesn't Pete. really appear to have a face, but it's got four distinct limbs and sort of a... Kind of square body. Dusty continues to cuddle Pete. It, it continues to um, sort of gurgle and make cute noises at you. I think it likes me. Do you think you can bring it back to the class? We 
are trying to, you know, get some language practicing. <gasps> are you trying to learn to speak Pete, or is Pete trying to learn to speak? Pete speaks something. We're pretty close. We're pretty sure it's a dialect of plant, <gasps> but not exactly expert. But we've got notes, and we're working on it. We understand hungry and play. There's a lot of those two. <laughs> Can I come with it? Sure. Dusty's Are you never gonna going head to put off? Pete down. <laughs> My pipe Pete wants to go for a little run. Okay, Pete can go for a little run <laughs> and then come back to Dusty for more dirt friend cuddles. <laughs> okay. Is, is Dusty planning to stay here during the bomb adventure? I didn't know you were going off with that immediately. I thought we were having a rest. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, don't I was know. going to go for my downtime adventures. What are you doing? Oh, Is this our downtime time? adventures? Oh, I didn't know this was, that's what this was. I don't know what's happening. Downtime adventures. I think Dusty just became a father. Making At least plans. that's my plan. This is my earth <laughs> child yeah. now. Making plans. Raising some children. <laughs> this is my dirt son, and I love him. Um, so they lead you up to a classroom and they uh, try to take Pete to put him in, in a little tank at the front of the class. Does Pete want to go in the tank? Pete does not appear to want to go in the tank. Pete's not going <laughs> in the tank. They look a bit scared of you. All right. Um, okay. So uh, we've got these children's books, yeah? Um, and we're hoping that maybe like that will be like a good place to start learning the language from. Because that's what children learn, yeah? Yes. Can I get a... Dusty never had books as a child. He hopes that they haven't realised. <laughs> <laughs> the books or... <laughs> Roll me a wisdom with advantage. Nine. Dusty's not very bright. I'm just very glad that Constitution's his spellcasting thing. Cause otherwise... It's okay. It was a, it was a, it was a contested roll. Yay! And you have managed to understand some of what Pete is saying. <gasps> you too now understand snack and sleep and food. There is a distinct, there is a distinct difference. Not much. There is a distinct difference between snack and food. You are starting to learn the language of plants and animals, which Pete is kind of a cross between. Um, the, the lesson goes on for a while as, you, as you're, you're picking up all these bits. The students are more, if more than anything, just frustrated. I mean, we might as well get a fucking potato for, a, you know, at least that would only speak a common language of plants. Look, you two seem to be a bit inseparable right now. So if you want to take Pete for a walk, like a long walk, that's fine. If you want to do that. I would fucking love to. Would you dance. like that, Pete? <laughs> Walkies? Go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Go find some good dirt. <laughs> and Pete scampers off in front of you, making little squelch noises uh, as as he splats down in his little um hoppity jumps. Just his skin has a little Pete-shaped sort of wet mark. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Child. <laughs> little ooze child. There you go. I invented a whole species just for Dusty. He loves it. Um. Does anyone have any further plans they wish to do uh, while still at the school? Romara needs to learn 
dad magic stuff, but the impression I get is that that probably needs to happen once the first set of magic's out the way, otherwise it's going to get very complicated. Try and learn magic, and they'd be like, I don't know what's going to go and what's going to stay, and I'll come back and learn that. So I'm having these spell slots right now, I need to clear some out. A bit that, it's, it's like, hey... I don't know what spells I'm going to lose for certain, and as such, I don't know which ones I need to relearn or which ones I need to learn new things to replace. Grimara's just like, I just kind of want to do the, the the bomb thing and then come back and learn more magic. Okay, is everyone else up for going on a bomb-based adventure? Yes, provided that um, Dusty is okay, D would actually try and hang around Bromara to perfect the Bromara impression. Dusty seems to be having the time of his life with his new dirt son. I, I suppose the one question we have is who's going to be taking the bomb as it, so that it doesn't look like Bromara's bringing it? Like, Well, I mean, it is my bomb. Yeah, do you mind potentially being a huge target painted on your back because you've got the bomb? You okay with that? Nah, got two axes on my back. They don't fucking come at me, love. Okay, okay, so you're, you're okay with the p- possibility of the nightmare goddess just rearing her head up in your direction? I'd probably have worse. Okay, okay. In that case, off we go. Uh, anything else you want to do before you leave? Anything you want to see if you can acquire? Anything if you want to ask around about? I might do so when we come back, if that's okay. Um... Yeah. Dusty doesn't have any way of toggling between being in Spider-World and in real-world. Is that something like someone could scribble up a scroll for, or, like, have a thing for, or would that just be too much you know? I mean, there's students around here, you could probably ask one of them to rustle you up something fancy for that. You probably need a couple though, right? Uh, if you're going up to the thing and then back down again. I don't think they last that long, does it? What dimension door? Yeah, I used to break it. Use it to break into a bank once. Hey, that was fun. It lasts as long as you want it to, but it, it it's a one way thing, so you need to use it a second time to get back out. Right, so you're gonna need it. What? Two of those? Four of those? Ramara will be good to get herself in, set off the bomb, and get back out. So it's for if anyone else wants to get in and out. What about setup and stuff? Uh, yeah. If a, a couple of those would be good. Alright. If you could do us four, that'd be great. For each or just four total? If you can do each, that'd be wonderful. I'm going to have to probably find something to trade with the students for this. Um. Do you have any drugs? Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> looks to D. <laughs> <laughs> yes. D has had drugs at some point in the past, oh, right? Oh, D has a ton. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doveleaf and also uh, Purple Worm still and also the bottle of brown liquor from that nightmare world I don't know if that's <laughs> anything also these signed superstar plates <laughs> <laughs> I mean that probably do it yeah alright uh, yeah okay give me a sec and uh, Ellie scur- scurries off with a, a big pile of drugs <laughs> and and some dub plates. And we never saw an orphan there again. <laughs> uh, well, Nom- Nommy's still there. So Pete keeps trying to chase Nommy's tiny tail. <sighs> and Nommy just looks a bit world-weary. 
But oh. so they're sort of at the moment they're just sort of running circles around Dusty. <gasps> Dustin needs to introduce Pete to Aurora. Oh. Are you going to do that right now? I mean, I feel like I'm interrupting the plot to have shenanigans. Tell me, tell me about um, from, uh, about, about tell me about Aurora and her interactions with Pete. Well, I feel like Aurora is even more of a champion little shit than Pete could ever <laughs> ever hope to be. It's because she's got magic. She does, and glitter. So when Pete goes back, they're just going to have to deal with that. They're never going to get the glitter out. I have a twinkly sun now. <laughs> <laughs> a twinkly sun to rival the snazzy hat yes and he's just put them down and he's using mold earth to make like little assault courses for Pete to run round on and do little jumps over little walls <laughs> I'm now imagining like little, little stunt Pete little stunt Pete my little stunt son <laughs> and Aurora's <laughs> decked it all out so that it's lots of bright colours because kids love that adorable Doing a tiny little fly overhead. For the grand finale, Pete has to, like, run up a big pile of rocks and then jump off. Rora just flies and catches, glides back to Daddy Duster, who is very proud and cuddling. And generally just not really picking up on the grimdark mood everyone else is having. (laughs) Who's planning to kill God? (laughs) Killing a God thing. He's having a wonderful time with his son. Thanks. Amazing. So, with all of this pet-based racetrackery, <laughs> that's a word I've decided, Helly comes back with a, an armful of scrolls, presents them before you. Right, I've got some of the things to get you into the ethereal plane. Uh, there's like a fireball one, and uh, I think, that, yeah, there's, there's some stuff here. Here, here have a look. Uh, and she hands you a bundle of things. Oh, and oh, I nearly forgot these. She reaches into her back pockets of her dungarees and hands you two bottles with rags poking out the top. Couple of old red specials. What are those? Nolotov cocktails. Old Red's the inventor of the old Nolotov. Nice. Bramara looks through the various scrolls and sees that, ah, not dimension door at all. We've got some scrolls here of plane shift. Yeah, you're going to the ethereal plane, right? Yeah. That's what yeah, I said to him. Yeah. Thank you for saving us on that one. That would be embarrassing. Honestly, I kind of forgot what you said. I was just like, yeah, you know, they want to go to the, the the fuzzy place with the, you know, the smokiness. That would have been embarrassing had we tried to use Dimension Door to get Imagine to the Imagine if we'd plane. had to re-record all Imagine this. if we'd had to re-record something. <laughs> yep. Uh, one level four fireball scroll. Is Bro Mara taking all these? I, I'm, I'm writing it down. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll spread them out. But... Okay. Uh, one level four fireball. One fireball. Level four. There's a there's also a prestidigitation in there. It looks like they just sort of handed her generally a pile of scrolls. Most of them were what you wanted. Good. That's good. Makes sense. For plan purposes. So if everyone takes two. Does anyone particularly want fireball prestidigitation or enlarge reduce? Dee, do you want do you want to have that, that fireball? I feel like yeah. you're the one who might need it most. Yeah. So you have one scroll of level four fireball. Huzzah. Okay. So, you trundle off with your definitely a speaker. (laughs) Yep, yep, definitely a speaker. Uh, Your little caravan of two heading south. It's not long before you're starting to notice lots of high-rise cobalt housing. Hmm. And the streets are sort of quiet and dingy. There appears to be like... Zombies collecting rubbish. 
this good old Roy Bomb, is it? <laughs> Not Roy Bomb. Bit quiet mm. for that. Hmm. Uh, in the wind say. through the in the yes, in the wind through the cave, you hear a, a sign, a shop sign, just rocking back and forth outside uh, a tavern. Uh, there appears to be some some trombone music going on in there. It's not great. And looking around, there's a very familiar. I mean, polyamory's a chain, but there's something something about this. It's Mordtown. Oh. Hmm. After all this time, you're back in Mordtown. Oh wow, it's been a while. Don't stick around here too long. I'll try and nick the thing if it looks like a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Put that at the back of my car, it'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blow the windows out. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. Ah. Oh. Oh, it's been a while, huh? It has been a long old time. Yeah. Like 36 episodes at this point. Gosh. Brimmer is half tempted to stick a head in and be like, hello everyone, how's everyone doing? But... Again, feels like maybe to to be done on the way back to the school when we're not transporting the big bomb. So you pass Ganley's, pass the Cartone warehouse, which looks to have been set on fire at some point. <laughs> Sounds about uh, right. You uh, pass the big sort of sports fields, uh, which has um, Spellquest on the far side of it. Oh, Spellquest! And you head out of town, you see the turning up towards the, the big mansion where Gorthane lives. Oh, so many memories. Memories. I've forgotten most of the names of people here. <laughs> but we'll edit that so, so it isn't obvious. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you head through Mordtown. You head past Castle Twilight. When I was going through all of this, just being like, ha, when we pass back through here, you're all going to be tripping your nuts off. (laughs) (laughs) Nuts optional. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you you head past Castle Twilight. It looks quite beautiful this time of light. As busy as ever. And finally, there's that sort of pressure change as you you get close to Groybon. And then the cave just goes from like little service tunnel into huge open city. Yeah. It smells bad. Oh, it's home though. It is home. Mm-hmm. And there, there is in just the, the gold before sunset, you can see the huge crystal hanging over the center of the city. Where are you heading? How close can we get to the crystal out here before it's suspicious that we have a very large object we're bringing toward the crystal? Um, I mean, someone's probably going to take notice that you're bringing a very large object into the city. Like, because you'll have to pass a lot of people if you're getting close. If you're staying out on the outskirts or if you're heading towards, like, the warehouse district, you might be able to get maybe a little bit closer in. I'm trying to remember how... The library's probably about as close as you can get. The library district, as you remember from previously, is very, very quiet. Um, so there's a few places you can sort of pull up here, um, and you're relatively close. You're maybe like a twenty minute walk to the to the actual polyarmory head office. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you're very very close to the large crystal. Okay. Romara, you step in front of Ellie's cart. Your cart parked up behind. You unroll the scroll in front of you, and um, like tap the top of it, <laughs> like, and then you tap. 
like the other corner because that one doesn't seem to be working. And then you flip the scroll over and you're tapping the side of that. And eventually it does flicker to life. You get all the lights um, flashing around the, the circle on it. It flashes up in, in like a, a wall of light in front of you. And the portal opens in front of Ellie's cart. Okay, we, we take the bomb through into the other dimension. And so, with your plan underway to kill God. <laughs> we'll see you again next time. Oh. <laughs> oh. You can find all about it then. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Jane. I've been the mistress of this dungeon. You can find me at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Nick, who plays D, can be found on Twitter, Twitch, and Stream as at the Nick Flair, that's Nick without a K, or at storieswithnick.blog, that's Nick with a K that time. Phoenix, who plays Dusty, can be found on Twitter as Phoenix Toohill, and Laura, who plays Bomara, can be found on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, eh, pretty much everywhere else, Instagram, I think, as Laura K Buzz. If you're interested in reading a book written by Laura and I, head on over to unbound.com slash books whale to learn about Who Hunts the Whale, a definitely satirical book about someone who gets their dream job in the video game industry but finds it's not all they'd hoped for. See you again sometime. Oh, bye. Bye. Bye.